I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live all across the United States. Radio stations airing this program. Program directors, we thank you for putting our show on the air. We also have online affiliates as well. Go to TalkStreamLive.com, listen to the shows. It's linked to several of those radio stations across the country. And we have Aftermath.fm. Is another affiliate that plays the show in its entirety from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. And, of course, it's in stereo. It sounds great. And for those of you that want to listen to the show, we say in bulk, <laughs> meaning that if you want to download a few shows and listen to them, if you want to uh, uh, record them for a, uh, another time when you have, uh, you know, your eyes are wide awake and you want to catch every minute of the show, you know, we subscribe to Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. We are proud of our digital playground. We want you to be a part of it so all you got to do is just subscribe it's uh we have uh, subscription prices for every budget ten dollars a month if you want to do it single uh it's uh, just a simple ten dollars a month investment you get full access all the podcasts all the uh, uh archives all the uh, i guess you could call them bits and production pieces and books and documents and we have study groups for some of your favorite uh, conspiracy theorists some of your favorite writers of the esoteric People like Bill Cooper, Tracy Twyman, uh, Mae Brussel. We get a number of people in our study groups that are amazing. And then it's just a library of all kinds of great works by these great writers. And uh, you can do your research accordingly with videos and all kinds of things. We still have that $79 a month. Oh, so sorry, $79 a year deal that's going on. We extended it into August. So hop on board and get that $79 a year deal plus the $139 year deal you and three other people all can invest in the remarkable library that is aftermath.media sign up today aftermath.media it's amazing you won't regret it because there's a lot of bang for your buck so the past few days uh from the time we were talking about the earthquake in alaska to the anomalies the magnetic anomalies to the weakening of the magnetic field and uh you know asteroids near earth objects all of these things that are being talked about uh, in the margins have, have put me into a complete and utter rabbit hole. I, I just continue to dig and dig and dig and dig and, and, and news stories that are being reported in the mainstream media, but are, are, are certainly worthy of discussing are again, backing up everything we've been talking about for the past few days. And it's almost like, you know, usually I overlap these things. I do one topic and I move over to another topic, but this is just too amazing to just stop. I, I mean, I haven't had a chance to take a breath. I come home, I get in front of the computer. I was studying last night to about three in the morning, went to bed, woke up, studied again. Everything that was in my mind, I was able to put down to, you know, writing and, and I wanted to express it to you. I was so excited to come to work today because I, I just wanted to talk more about what I'm discovering and, and, and people have been sending me emails saying, you know, this is very stimulating talk radio. What you're doing is beyond what other talk show hosts would do. And I, and I'm very grateful that I'm getting the kind of compliments here and, you know, I'll eventually back away from this, this thought process. I mean, I'll have a whole weekend to kind of lose myself again into some other topic, but, um, so many things 
that, that have been in my head right now that I wanted to express to you about where we have, uh, we've stumbled upon something here about the time nexus, about, you know, being thrown off course and hopefully trying to get back on. Um, it all goes back to, uh, let's go back to the 16th century for a moment. Copernicus. Copernicus argued that the earth was not the center of the universe. And then, of course, Galileo comes along. His telescope showed him stars beyond measure. There was a glimpse of the vastness of the cosmos. Both Copernicus and Galileo were the scourge. They were heretics for their time. You look at people like Avi Loeb, and I've asked him if he thinks he's a Copernicus or a Galileo, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't cop to that. He says it doesn't matter what other people think of him because he knows where he's going. He knows exactly with every fiber of his being, he understands the cosmos, and he wants everyone else to jump on board because he says that science needs to focus on what is out there. He started his Galileo project uh, about a week ago, and uh, we've been trying to get him on the program. But getting back to the 16th century, Giordano Bruno, there was Copernicus, Galileo, and Bruno, and, and, and he speculated that the universe might be infinite, populated by an infinite number of inhabited worlds, many worlds, many you know multiverses, that sort of thing. I mean, this is the 16th century where this discussion began. So the idea of a universe containing many solar systems became commonplace in the 18th century. By the early 20th century, Edmund Fournier de Alba, who was an Irish physicist, he suggested that there might be an infinite regression of nested universes at different scales, ever larger and ever smaller, you know, big ones, small ones, fat ones, tall ones. So in this view, an individual atom might be like a real inhabited solar system. Okay, this is how nested he was thinking a molecule you know it's like horton horton here's a who remember that, that little dust speck there was there was on that plant and horton held on to that and he told everybody there's there's something alive on this little dust speck and they were saying oh you're crazy this and well if i can get them to make enough noise and if they go yab yab you will they hear me and, and will they avoid being boiled in bezel nut juice or whatever it is i mean you remember that story well, that's, that's about the nested ideas of the Alb, the idea that individual atoms can be inhabited solar systems, will have, have their own inhabited solar system. So many scientists in the past have rejected the notion of this whole Russian doll universe idea, okay? I mean, like I said, you talk about the multiverse and people smile and they nod and they kind of back off. But a lot of people are taking it more seriously, We don't actually know if the universe is infinite, but we cannot rule it out. And if it is, then it must be divided into a patchwork of regions that, you know, quite frankly, it probably can't see one another because it's divided in these regions. And there's something, there's some barrier, something that's keeping us from either communicating or understanding what would be a, a, a ultra terrestrial brotherhood or, or like, like we've talked about the, the chronocracy or, or, or some other group. I mean, this is simply because the regions are, you know, God in his infinite wisdom has decided to just push everything so far apart so, so that light can only travel so many, you know, so, so far. And then we don't see it anymore. See all, all times based on light. When God said, let there be light, light was that, Thing that makes everything go. The light. You know, when you say, do you see the light? You know, 
You see, you know, they need Lucifer rays in the, in the vaccine. They knew it's like you see it with light. It lights everything. Light and frequency and faith and it's all these things. But you look at how far apart this patchwork of uh, multiverses are. Our universe is about, th- what, 13.8 billion years old. And, and so any regions further than 13.8 billion light years apart they're cut off. We don't know they're there. They don't know we're there. Maybe. I don't know. So in, to all intents and purposes, these regions are separate universes, but they will not stay that way. Eventually, light has to cross the divide. And when it does, we get an indication that universes can merge. All we need is proof that there is light on the other side of the wormhole. Once that happens, we can speculate that there is possibly another universe just waiting to be explored. If our universe really does contain an infinite number of island universes like ours with matter, stars, and planets and all that, then there must be worlds identical to Earth somewhere out there. In the case of everything extraterrestrial, of course, the technocrats will say, well, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And then there's this logical explanation for everything, Occam's razor, all that, meaning that, you know, we shouldn't jump to any alien conclusions here. We shouldn't just, you know, you know, have this alien hypothesis for everything because we're unaware of things which can naturally explain why these strange things exist and why we're looking at these anomalies, timelines, you know, multi-timelines, variant timelines. So when analyzed and ripped apart, this supernatural idea of what is out there, the supernatural idea of aliens, the supernatural idea of being uh, of not being alone in the universe, it all becomes natural. And so the novelty wears off. And when you start looking at it from a scientific perspective, the novelty wears off. Some people still see aliens as a spiritual connection. And this is why you hear everybody say, oh, it's a deception, Clyde. It's all a mass deception because when the aliens come, they're all going to worship the aliens and not worship Jesus and all this other stuff. I always say to people, look, if you can't tell the difference between an alien and Jesus, then you got to go back to Sunday school. I mean, I don't know how people are going to easily—they're going to be easily deceived when an alien is an alien, when a biological life form is a biological life form, and it, and many of these aliens probably won't be able to do miracles. It's like they're—they're, they're, you know, they do have probably technology that's indistinguishable from magic, but it's all based on physics. It's all based on mathematical uh, integers and. And, and uh, it's all based on math, and it's all based on probabilities and, uh, and utilizing certain elements in order to make things happen. Something that we can understand, too. All we got to do is just ask. All we got to do is watch. All we got to do is observe. And so the truth is, the truth is, we need to open our minds to a larger world. Now the conversation about what ifs are now being changed to... What nows? What now? What happens now that we're learning about the magnetic field weakening? What? I mean, what now? I mean, what? Now we know we're in cycle twenty-five with the sun. What does that mean for the planet? Are we going to be hit by a CME? I mean, what about science? You know, they're calculating pop probabilities of alien life in space, the tic tacs, and all that. What are we going to do now? We know that, that perhaps we're in an island, possible multi-universes, multiverses throughout the entire galaxy. What now? 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. 
I'm Clegg Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.